Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name is Jamie Otto, and this is Jason Pyron. Hey, everybody. And we are finishing up the conversation that we had recently with MA's Macy Floyd and Dakota Tucker on working well with different generations. That's right. This is our last episode covering this topic, and we're so excited to be able to talk about these last sticking points, these things that we talk about can help or hurt us in working well with other generations. So we're going to dive in. Hope you're ready to learn a lot. All right. Uh, so those are those four. I know we could talk a lot more about those. What are the next four, Jamie? The next four are fun at work, <laughs> knowledge transfer, loyalty, and meetings. So would love to hear a little bit more from you guys as well as far as what comes to mind with those four things. I would love to hear actually a little bit about fun at work first. I feel like that's probably what our generation leans towards <laughs> or our generations lean toward. <laughs> I think for me, I actually, even though I'm Gen Z, mm-hmm. I lean more towards old school. Yeah, you're very professional. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I appreciate and so that. I love you. to have fun at work. I do think if there is no fun at work, then it would be harder to get the work done. Yeah. But I do, I'm like, initially my initial gut would be Get the work done first, and mm-hmm. then let's have fun. Yeah, um, me being old school. Yeah, and I know that's weird. <laughs> that's Coming a personality like thing. Maybe yes. not so much a generation thing, but your right. personality is probably more wired that way. Just like my work ethic and the way I was raised mm-hmm. and the life experiences I've gone through through high school uh-huh. and college yeah. has probably shaped me in that way to where I want to get the work done. Yeah, uh-huh. first and foremost, and have fun while doing it as long as the work gets done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Dakota? Yeah, I think a big thing. I think the and if I remember correctly, I think it is for millennials. Or maybe it might be Gen Xers. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one. I'm thinking back to the chart. It was like the more fun we have, the more yeah. work we can get done. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The millennials said mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's right. You know, in general, I, I just me personally, and again, especially with my relationship that I have with Daniel, started with coach player, mm-hmm. and now we get to do ministry together. Yeah. And it's just so cool how the Lord's taken our basketball relationship and uses in ministry because like basket training was fun to mm-hmm. us. So like the more fun we were having, the more training we'd get to do. And like, I think that's translated very well to the way we do ministry Mm. because the more, and you know, there's times in ministry, you've got to put your head down and you got to get things done and you just, you just have to work and it's not all of it can be fun sometimes, Mm. but for the most part, like I thrive, like, all right, if I know the why. Mm. I can make it fun. If, <laughs> even if it's just a, something as simple as cleaning a closet, like if I know mm. the why behind this, I'm going to make it as fun as I can yeah. and I'm able to get more work done. So I thrive off of yeah. that. If we're having fun, I will bust my tail for yeah. it mm-hmm. because mm. that will also keep my head open. You know, and this mm. is what I have to work through in my own heart is looking at stuff as an opportunity and not an obligation. That's mm. a big thing mm. for me while, I'm, right. while I'm in the office, especially is. This isn't, an, I don't have to do this, but I'm getting to do yes, this. And when right. I look at my work like that, oh my gosh, it becomes so much yeah. more fun. Mm-hmm. Like me, me, Daniel, Jacob, Jasmine talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Like when we're in staff meetings, dreaming up sermon series, what we want to do with college students. And we just take a step back and it's like, this is what we get to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like one of the things we talked about, Macy, you touched on it, was there's a difference in the mentality of, Let's make sure we get the work done. The way they put it is have fun as long as we get the work done. Mm-hmm. Instead of the other way around of let's get the work done, but only if it's fun. And a lot of times we want to kind of go that route of mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying it. This isn't fun. Yeah. And so then we don't want to do it. And that's you're going to have that all your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you're going to hate what you do, but it just means not everything you do is going to make you laugh and smile mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it. Yeah. So speaking of not laughing and smiling all the time, you said amen to meetings. <laughs> Just kidding. They yeah. can be great. <laughs> yeah, no, they can be great. Can we ask what makes you say amen to meetings? 
why is that an especially important thing to get right? Yeah, well, it, it, there you go. I know that everybody learns differently and thinks differently of meetings. One of the things that we talk about a lot is that you, I think everybody that shows up to a meeting ought to be asking themselves the question, what's in this for me? And it shouldn't be as far as like, what's in this for me? I don't need to be here. But instead, <laughs> they've invited me into yeah. this room. There's a reason they think I ought to be here. What's in this for me? Mm-hmm. And you, if you don't walk away with an action step or with an inspiration, I think that's on on you. Mm-hmm. So with that said, everybody learns different in meetings. And you have some that, you know, you look at all the different generations and it started with, I go because they tell me to go. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I go because of what's in it for me as far as it can help me advance. And then before long, it's, well, I'll go, but I want it to be valuable and worth my time, not because I want to go play solitaire on the computer, but because I can go get more work done. That's probably an extra yeah. statement. Yeah, right nobody there. does that anymore. Do they not? What do they do? Minecraft. <laughs> on the iPhone now. Just <laughs> on their iPhone. Yeah, play on their iPhone. So, uh, but, you know, hey, it's not so that they can just go goof off, but, hey, I can bring more value by mm-hmm. doing something instead of sitting in a meeting. So I, once again, like all of this, nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Mm-hmm. It is what's the purpose of the meeting? You know, there's some great books out there that talk about effective meetings, but what's the purpose of it? And so the person leading the meeting needs to be thinking, why am I doing this meeting? And who do I need in the room? And why do I want them in the room? And then the person in the room goes, all right, I'm in here. Why am I in here? Mm-hmm. What value do I bring to this? And I think when those work together, then it doesn't matter how old or young you are, you can contribute and all of them can work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that goes back to corporate feedback and other things that we've already talked about of if, if we can sit in a meeting and you can speak up and you can speak up and you can speak mm-hmm. up and everybody's going to value what you say and what y'all have to say has just as much chance of making it onto the final product mm-hmm. as what I say or anybody else. I think that's an effective meeting. Yeah. And not all of them are going to be brainstorming. Some of them are information. But that's why Mm -hmm. I get excited about meetings. You should be able to get a lot done. And you think about the whole idea of having that common mission and vision. A Mm -hmm. meeting ought to be able to drive home that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. For sure. All right. There you go. So we can keep going on those. Let's go to the last four. Policies. Don't you just love that word? (laughs) Just makes everybody frown. Policies, respect, training, and work ethic. Jamie, what's one of those that jumps out to you? You want to speak on a little bit? Oh, man. Oh, it's kind of hard to pick one. I think work ethic probably is the first one that really jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of touched on this even in the beginning of kind of how we view we view work ethic in terms of stage of life and all those kinds of things. But I think uh, that is one that I feel like is probably, and you even said this from the book, maybe, right? The stickiest sticking point. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't right. know if that's the right work way ethic. to say it. That's right. <laughs> but the it most is. important thing to get right uh-huh. or to view right in each other is that there probably is. I think that's the big thing that what comes to mind with that is just assumptions that yeah. probably we jump to conclusions about how how other people in different generations view work ethic and how late we should stay and how this mm-hmm. this needs to get done and when you take it home, those kinds of things versus e- even people in my own generation. I think, again, it comes back to maybe being viewed as lazy or you do it when you feel like it kinds of mm-hmm. things, which, yeah, at times I think can be a work ethic issue, but at the same time doesn't necessarily mean that they don't value what they're doing or that, that they really are lazy. That one I think comes probably is mm-hmm. is worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What, let's talk about that for a second, work ethic. 
because I, even my generation is more, man, if it's 830 to 430 job, I'm going to give it everything I got. Mm -hmm. You see the others, older generations, yes, we'll do whatever you want. There's going to be overtime that's mm -hmm. involved if it's after the regular time because there's so much industrialization, the, just what they were doing. And then you have the boomers who were willing to kind of stay later because, once again, they were rising in that ladder. But also they knew they were going to have to work at home. Gen Xers kind of said, I'm going to give everything I got during this time. And then the millennials and Gen Z, once again, sometimes can have that rap of not wanting to work as hard or lazy, which is once again, probably what they said about every generation when they were that age, mm -hmm. but work ethic. So what, what do you think is the definition of having a good work ethic? I think as far as having a good work ethic, learning what the policies, what the yeah. expectations, have they been communicated to you in your workplace? Mm -hmm. Does your supervisor expect you to be here from eight to five mm -hmm. and expect you to be on time? Those expectations that are set for you, those policies that are already set in that workplace and be able to meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. Having a good work ethic, also reminding yourself of the drive of what you do, your mm -hmm. motivation behind it, mm -hmm. being reminded of the goal and the mission that you're trying to accomplish yeah. at your job yeah. and constantly being communication, receiving that feedback well, wanting to grow is also, I think, a big part mm -hmm. of having a good work ethic. That's right. Is constantly want to grow, constantly want to learn and absorb as much as you can mm -hmm. to do, to be better, to strive to, to continue to grow in that mm -hmm. area that you're in. Yeah. So I think those are some qualities of a good work ethic. Yeah, that's good. And I think going off of that, you know, going off of policies, I think about training too. Like yeah. if you're not mm -hmm. trained to do a job well, I don't think you'll be able to have a very good work ethic in that whatever area it is. And immediately I think about when I waited tables, yeah. like in training other servers, I would bust my tail mm -hmm. so they see like, hey, you got to bust your mm -hmm. tail to do well yeah. in this job because it's a part of it. But then I'd see other people get trained and they would go through it lazy. And then mm -hmm. when they get on the floor by themselves, they'd be a lazy server and they wonder why. Mm -hmm. Like it's because... The tra I think training plays a very big role into work ethic, whether whether it's ministry or in the business world, whatever it may be, because how you train, that's where you learn the policies and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on, because now when you finish training and you're on your own, all right, in that training and learning those policies, that's where you're forming and learning your work ethic. And then that way, when you're on your own, you're able to work hard yeah. for your supervisor. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It is amazing how it all goes together. And even that training what would you say about that training piece to kind of close this part out? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that, but I think it is it is such a crucial piece. Mm -hmm. We were even talking about just a couple of days after we did this MA training with you guys, we had a meeting with your supervisors all about the importance of training mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. to train people to train you guys well. So I think what you said is so true, Dakota, in terms of of the, the importance that if you think of the time that you took with the restaurant example of being a server, the time that you took to show them how to do something was way more worth it in terms of the job getting done, mm -hmm. in terms of what you guys were there to do. I'm sure you could define that differently, but to give customers a good experience, mm -hmm. if obviously they're not going to have a good experience if the, like you said, if the server's lazy or something like that, mm -hmm. it really does come back down to training, which I think is a mindset shift in a lot of ways that it, it can be so about, we just got to get things done. We just got to get things done. And maybe we can, can even define somebody's work ethic as poor or great based on their ability to get things done mm -hmm. instead of which, yeah, there's truth to that. But I think a lot of it even comes down to even what you said about training, the importance of, of coming alongside who, 
who you're leading mm -hmm. and showing them the ropes because then that's not just one conversation even going back to what you said Macy about expectations you're being shown what the expectation is and being shown that it's mm -hmm. achievable and being shown that it can be a good thing with what we're about is a good thing instead of just saying hey here's x y and z do it they're showing you they're yeah. showing you that they enjoy it you're seeing way more in that way so that's mm -hmm. what those are my thoughts yeah absolutely i think that's a, a good one to end on when you think about training of how it's evolved over the years mm -hmm. from a lecture to where now it, it is it's interactive it's ongoing it's not just an event that you go to to be trained it's ongoing and mm -hmm. even even with what we're doing with our ma leadership training that y'all are in once a month and the podcast and other things it's just a way to be able to keep the conversation going so I think to close out this specific topic, I feel like I'm asking a question that y'all know what you should say is the answer. Do you think that this is a topic that deserves ongoing conversation? Is this something that that you think you need to continue to be mindful of and your contemporaries need to be mindful of when it comes to working alongside different generations? And if you do, why? I think yes, as far as continuing the conversation of learning how to work well with other generations. Because yeah. you're in the workplace, you're constantly everything's fluctuating. You're going to mm -hmm. have new people come in. You're going to mm -hmm. have other people leave or go other places. You're going to grow and be in different life stages years, years later mm -hmm. down the road as well if you move from place to place. And so you're constantly reevaluating what's around you, recognizing what other generations are around you, and therefore being able to work together in any environment mm -hmm. that, you go, that you step into, whether mm -hmm. you're in it now and you can grow from that, mm -hmm. or if you're going to a new environment, a new job place, that will help you work well with those generations there. Yeah. And so I do think that the conversation can keep going. Yeah. And to yeah. talk about those things, to recommend, to communicate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think it definitely should keep on going because I think it shows two really big things. It shows intentionality, number one. Mm -hmm. But number two, it also shows humility. And with both of those, you know, whether you're supervisor, if you are the supervisor, or if you're the, I don't want to say somebody being supervised, but like if you, if you <laughs> have okay. a supervisor, because you know, all of us are always going to have a supervisor mm -hmm. that we're under and that we're listening to and that we're following. And whether, whatever generation they're in, you know, if you're humble enough and intentional enough to learn, like, hey, this is how they do things, mm -hmm. but how can I intertwine how I do things to meet the same vision that they have? That's just going to help the team work mm -hmm. better together. Yeah. I tell our college leaders this, like, everybody has a role to play, mm -hmm. and a good team knows just their role, mm -hmm. but the great teams know everybody's that's role, right. mm -hmm. and that's that's the teams you see, champ see yeah. win championships and things like that, and obviously, we're mm -hmm. chasing after the kingdom. That's mm -hmm. right. We're, we want to see people come to know the kingdom, come to know Jesus, so, like, with that, if you know how your supervisor does things, and you're intentional to learn from them mm -hmm. and hear from them, and as a supervisor, they definitely, because you're they're the ones leading mm -hmm. us they need to be especially intentional and even learn from us because that's going to just help them lead mm -hmm. us even better you know i think because love daniel but since people don't see him as a college student anymore like i don't even because like, i see him as one my best friend but two as somebody who pours into me mm -hmm. so when i see how he does things i think it shows a sense of humility for me and intentionality because one i want to learn from him but also when he comes to me and asks me dakota how would you do this mm -hmm. as the college student i think that shows a sense of humility from him because i'm yeah. like wow he wants to he wants to hear what i have to say yeah. like that and i think that goes a long way a very long way with the with us like especially a lot of the uh, ma's that mm -hmm. are being led and learning how to lead that that goes a long way with us with intentionality and humility mm -hmm. for sure yeah, yeah. good yeah. 
Yeah. I think in this whole conversation, I can't not think of Ephesians 4 in terms of even what you said. If the, You said good teams know their role, but mm-hmm. great teams know everybody else's role too. Mm-hmm. You said it better than I just did. I That's thought good. that was a great, a great point. But even I think so much of this whole conversation really does come back down to the fact that we are one body with many parts. That's right. The goal really is unity. The goal really is if we are equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, Mm -hmm. it is for building up the body of Christ. And it's interesting, it says growing up into the fullness of Christ a couple of times, which I think is really interesting language considering the whole conversation about generations, that we Mm. are all growing up into Mm. the fullness Mm -hmm. of Christ. It's not just those who are in a young stage of life Mm. or in an early stage of learning kind of thing. I think a lot of that comes back down to the goal really is unity for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks you guys for all of your input. It's been great. And that's that's what we want to encourage with all of these podcasts that we'll be doing in the future as well is to continue the conversation. Thanks for joining us for the last part of the conversation as we have discussed how to work well with different generations. It's been a great conversation and we hope that this will be helpful for you and continue to equip you for years to come. Yeah, we really hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed discussing this. It's been a great time of discussion. And so we want to encourage you next week, we're going to come back with an all new episode with an all new topic. We're going to be uh, doing this together for a while. So thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your week.